Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 105.3 FM HD 2. Congratulations. <laughs> and it's the, uh, it's the second course of the food show. I thought you were waiting for applause. No, Let's not go back me. To Alan. I'm, I'm, I'm very humble. Yeah. Oh, comes. yeah, you are. Let's go back to Alan. Alan? Are Alan? you there still? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. Alan, let me let me just say this about that name. It's clever. Alan? It's very clever. You know? I mean, it's it really should be pronounced mof. But um but people are going to say mofo, but you have to admit it's a very clever name and it gets your attention for sure. So, it's not so. It's supposed to be what, right? Because that they obviously it's a bit I, Right, it's a Vietnamese place, yeah. Mm-hmm. The fusion of, Cre- the, I don't know if they said Creole Cajun Vietnamese or maybe Creole Vietnamese fusion, mm. which, um, I, I don't know, yeah, the last time my wife and I were checking out my old house on right at the end of Kantai, I lived on Kantai, the last block, as you know, Kantai starts, expands it's up from the French Quarter, and if you were to stay on Kantai, and I don't think you can because of the railroad tracks that yeah. uh, through mid-city. Anyways, I, so I lived at the end there, and uh, yeah, there's this Bud's Broiler, and that little shopping area there I, uh, is where uh, uh, Mo, yeah. Mofa. I yeah, I right, right next door, pretty much. <laughs> well, you should probably just say Mofa, because no one's going to know what you're talking about if you say Mofa. Yeah, it wouldn't be my pick for any kind of uh, naming of anybody or thing. Anyway, so go ahead. Well, um, so, yeah, we, because, you know, when you're, when you're there for only a, a couple of days, um, you know, I wanted to go to um, Impasados. I wanted to go to Andreas. We didn't make Andreas, but you know, that, that particular spot didn't, didn't make our list. So I don't know how good the food it's is. It's good. It's uh, quite good. That's what I understand. It's, it's gotten you know, something like four out of five stars on uh, Yelp. No, that doesn't mean anything, but it is good. No, that's true. That's true. Um, and, and quickly, let me just say, yesterday, fantastic show, by the way. Thank you. Uh, when that guy called, and, and I think his name was Tom, and said that uh, he cut out, and he, he was about to say um, there was, uh, something about he said it, oh, the best or or when when you're on and Tom's not on the show is even and then it cut out. <laughs> and, and then, I finished and, it and, for him. I said better. <laughs> right, right. Yes, and then he came back and he said, "Yeah, well, when you were on, uh, I changed the channel because Tom wasn't on." Right. Uh-huh. And I, huh. I, I thought, Mary, don't don't be hard on the guy. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're. Those that are fans of Tom and and, and diehard fans, you know, but since since the, the, the right. thirty year yeah, plus right. fan, we're ha- oh, we there's a special chemistry that goes on That's between for you sure. two. 
Oh, us? What? You mean Tom and me? Well, I'm just saying. So, so it, when I heard you, it, I think it was once uh, when you were on without Tom. That doesn't happen very often, does it? It used to. It used to. It used to. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the same. T- I didn't change the channel because I, 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 I hung on to find out well, who is this lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did find out. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's a great idea. You know, Tom's got his wife on. Um, <laughs> and, and you both remind me a bit of my wife and I, if, if I were to have a show. But, uh, of course. But, Does your wife beat up on you constantly? No, come yeah, on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. One question. Ron DeGourmet waiter, is he still wait does he work as a yeah, waiter? I don't think he does. No, I don't think he does. No. But if you go back that long, then you know that people have come and gone from this uh, program and they they will be there for a while and they become the gourmet something you know and so uh, you know who was the original gourmet whatever Tom who was that uh, probably well the original <laughs> oh, Clark the gourmet truck driver Oh, yeah, oh among our friends in the uh, Hall of Fame is Clark the gourmet truck driver. Yeah, oh yeah, I'd put him in the. But gu- then there the was bar. this uh-huh. gourmet postal worker. There was this gourmet. Um, oh, we had everybody. Uh, yoga instructor, and they and they come and they go, you know. And Ron yeah. the gourmet waiter has been around for a while. I'm not sure how long, but he's been around for a while. Yeah. Well, I don't know how long he. You can uh, be the gourmet. <laughs> They, transplant and we, we you could also be if we ever do it again the uh, we're gonna make you right here right now yeah. Alan you are the gourmet transplant no transplant. the chow number number six yeah, we're gonna do it. the chow three, numbers four, are coming eight, back the eight, chow nine, numbers are coming back seven one nine nine four four eight Anyway, that's copy that's, it down, that's or else the you'll whole, never lose it. That's the whole story. Uh, but I don't know. I I I have to say I disagree with you on Mofo. It is tasteless, but it's catchy. Yeah. Here we are talking about it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm uh, I, the the name of it bugs me a little bit. Of course, it, nothing is being meant by the people who gave it that name. I think there is certainly something meant by you it, and that so? is we want you to talk about our restaurant. Oh, well, that that's a different thing. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? It's been very successful. Yeah, yeah. So. But um you know there there are some uh, uh of those restaurants around the area uh whose names have been written in such a way as to make people say, ah, "That's that's terrible." Well, you know, they've got <laughs> another restaurant called May Pop. Well, that's a, that's a great place to eat. And, well, and so's the food Mofo. Is, they're both good. Well, but Mofo is pretty close to the ground. Those guys, very good those food. Those guys are really good. They're very, oh, yeah. very good. And the yeah. next time you come, you should go there. He's one of the best really chefs good. around, really I think. So, anyway. Well, I will. I will. It'll probably be around the uh, uh, Jazz Fest time. Um, and speaking of uh, uh, when the weather's nice there and not quite so hot, you know, and your sister can tell you, summertime here in Seattle is amazing. We're heading toward, we're, we're about 88 degrees, yes. not a cloud in the sky. Wait, right now you deep. are? Right now? Yeah, yeah everybody oh. thinks it's always raining here in Seattle. But Gosh. we've had the, the most gorgeous August. Um, 
Mm. Just fabulous weather. And today, yeah, we're heading toward 90. Oh, wow. Anyway, I'm just throwing that in there. It's, it's, it's a beautiful day. I saw a young lady. I was going to go get some oysters. Oh, because I, I ordered um, Miss Lofton's uh, ceramic oysters. Oh, you oysters. did? You did? Yes. So I ordered uh, got, uh, my dozen. And I uh, was looking at you know, that alley, my huh? Go ahead. Seafood shop in, uh, in Ballard, by the way. And I know that we still haven't talked about Ballard yet. And we'll talk about that at some point. It, does, does your sister live in Ballard? My sister lives in. Where does she live? Where does she live? It begins with a B. They all begin with a B. It's not Ballard. Okay. What's the other B? Bellevue. What? Bellevue? Bellevue? Bellevue, that's it. That's it. Ah. Okay, so she's uh, what we call the east side of, uh, of Seattle. Anyways, um, yeah, so I saw a young lady. No, with, no, no, uh, she doesn't live in Belleville. She lives in Bothell. Bothell? They're all Bothell. named B. She lives in Bothell. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. They so have nice I, I, just mentioned, I just mentioned Ballard to my son, who was there last week, that he should, he should go to Ballard. Ah, uh, well... It's really, there's, it's Ballard's a great neighborhood. Reminds me a little bit of New Orleans because it is old. It was settled by um, you know, Danish fishermen back in the day. Uh, I'd say around the turn of the century, around 1900. Well, anyways. It, uh, okay, well, it, let's it, save Ballard for another forward. day. We'll save Ballard yeah. for another day. All right. Talk to you later, Alan. Thank you for calling as always. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. Bye. Two six zero six three six eight. We have to get Alan's wife a job back here. Seems, oh. o- seems only fair because she's from Seattle and he moved and clearly has not gotten over it yet. Maybe we could get her to move here for a while and and then, you know, she could miss Seattle and then they could just go back and forth. That's just my little fantasy for Alan, who's become a regular caller and who will now be known as the gourmet transplant. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. The questions before you today are: Do you miss Spunto? What are your memories of Spunto? Uh, don't you love the name Spunto? <laughs> because that's how we got on talking about this. Cool names for restaurants and dreadful names for restaurants. So I'd be interested in hearing what your favorite name is for a restaurant around town. And I've got one. also your least favorite. What? And, and this is cheating a little bit, but uh, since we have uh, Alan here, mm-hmm. has he ever heard of Steve Allen? Steve <laughs> Allen was... Uh, and he, another paint drop just shot off in a different direction. Go ahead. Uh, well, no, you know, I think uh, he, it would be great to have a guy like him around here. But he yeah, was, I agree. He was uh, pretty much the original uh, nighttime uh, talk show on TV. On wasn't that? Wasn't he like uh, the, Ste- the Tonight Show? It, it, well, the Didn't Tonight he start Show. Did the Tonight Show? He w- yeah, he was the first uh, host yeah. of it, but it, mm-hmm. he bounced back and forth. Uh, but he was unbelievably funny and clever and and very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could, we could use a guy like him. We sure could. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so much for that. Doug, in your dreams, Doug. Mm-hmm. 2606368 is the number. So, good name for restaurant, bad name for restaurant. Um, yeah. I had an experience at a quote five star 
I'm, I hesitate to say this because Doug's going to butt in here and say something like you shouldn't expect that for lunch. But I think that you should if you have a reputation right. well, what is to it? maintain. Lay it on Then us. you shouldn't be presenting people with salads that have brown lettuce if mm -hmm. you are, quote, a five-star restaurant. And I don't care if it's crowded. Uh, everything shouldn't be breaking down all over the place because it looks bad. And um, I don't understand that at a five-star. I mean, we're talking about the creme de la creme, you know, like maybe 10 places in town yep. get that designation. That's not something you would expect to see there. Because I have been in other five-star restaurants, and it is the same kind of thing, but it doesn't happen like that. They do maintain themselves, and it is a seamless uh, operation and and that is what I think of when I think of a restaurant of that caliber. Anyway, uh, you know you I also if I can insert yet no, another thing. Okay, <laughs> uh, the uh, we keep hearing uh, uh, from just about everybody who has uh, voiced his uh, or her uh, opinions. Um, we've gotten to the point uh, where. You know what? I can't finish this. Okay, maybe Greg yeah. can. Is Greg uh, calling back? Oh no, this is. I'm sorry, we're conjugating backwards these days. We had Gregory, and now it's Greg. Hi, Greg. Hey, Marianne. This is Greg. I used to go by the former gourmet first caller of the day, Greg. Yes, mm. yes, I remember that. <laughs> hey, question for you. Speaking of restaurants from yesteryear in Metairie, whatever yeah. happened to Cucos, the Mexican restaurant? C U C O. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, it was one were of they, many were they, were they Mexican. Uh, they were, uh, and they were uh, they were from the uh, uh, a, a restaurant group that had numerous yeah, restaurants. Yeah, they did. I remember that on uh, Veterans Highway, and and that that it was a lot, but it wasn't only that one concept, was it? Uh, not really, but it's it did have other restaurants that were all about roast beef poor boys and real New Orleans kind of kind of food. Uh, but they also did this Mexican thing. I thought it was good. Uh, it was uh, uh, greatly uh, thought of. It was uh, very yeah, popular. I thought it was good. But uh, it never it? got why, off the why ground. Why do you think for, that happened? No, there were actually uh, several I locations, maybe some Tom. Callers, I know. I was hoping some callers could chime in because they had one on veterans, yeah. I can remember. Was, that it, was, close, was that, it close to I-10, maybe? Was that the, it was close to you Kenner. Know, you know where it was? It was right there where that little settlement of chains is. Where the Bonefish Grill is. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In that area. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's I where it was. I liked that. Yeah. I liked that place a lot. Maybe it was a little too avant-garde. That was like 30 years ago. Yeah. I don't, I don't even remember it being around that late in the schedule. but I know exactly how late it was around. All right. Because I have a very personal, like too personal for the radio, uh, hmm. story about it. And, hmm. uh, and I can tell you it was definitely around 30 years ago. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. Place, what else? But, had, I, but I, think, I thought it was a good name. Do you like that. that name? I think, yeah, it was a different name. But you know who's sort of the mini chain that's kind of taken over now is El Paso. Yeah. I, I think El Paso is good. And here's what uh, grabbed me right away the first time I ever went there. I asked the waiter, do you have mole poblano? Which is he asks that everywhere. everywhere I, if I'm in a Mexican really? restaurant. Well, that's good. Yeah. That this is something that I think is practically an essential ingredient. Uh and uh the waiter uh came over, got a big smile on his face, 
And I said, obviously, you know about uh, mole poblano, which is a, a sauce made of, um, of a, a number of different things. But there's one item in particular, and that is chocolate. You yeah, said this to a waiter at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, and uh, oh, wow, and it, it was it was in the building. I'm glad I must have been in the bathroom or something. Go ahead. It, it, the the building it was in had been the macaroni uh, grill grill, yeah. and they went in and they yeah. took it over. And I said I, I expected to get mole poblano and just throw me out after that, but. As uh, it turns out, they had it and they did it really well. So they and they're still doing it. So up. cheers to them! And probably yeah. when he goes back and asks for it, they're going to say, "No, we took that off the menu because you were the only one that ordered it." Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We're going to be right back to talk some more to Mike. If you will be so kind as to hold on, you're listening to WWL FM one hundred five point three HD two. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, Marianne is here, too, as she Hi. always is. And, uh, Mike is here, too. We have uh, had quite a few other people calling. As a matter of fact, we've been had a very busy day today, and uh, I'm pleased as can be about that because uh, there are so many different aspects to eating and cooking and uh, all the people that go into that process. There's talking about it, so let's go There's, to Mike. Yeah, let's do. Mike, welcome to the food show. Hello. Hello. Step right I in. I would beat. I thought I would beat Doug to the punch. Today is uh, National Red Wine Day. Yeah, how you like that? Yeah. Did he already tell y'all that? No, I think it might have been uh, in the news. It, it was in the oh, news. Okay. Yeah, I think it might have been in the news. And uh, and it noted that. Uh, California is the number one consumer of wine. Big surprise. That you know I like Virginia wine. Is that blasphemous to say? I uh, love Virginia wine. It's it's unusual because they uh, there's all basically always been uh, grapes for for wine in that part of the country. It's just not all that good. Uh, but people who live in that area, uh, they they really uh, they they. We'll get off on that a bit. What, the Virginia wines? Yeah, Virginia wines, but also from that whole area, New York and all the way down into mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, this wine all over the place there, but it's not very good. It's just, it's it's not Do you horrible. That wine we had at Keswick Hall that night? That was great wine. Where? Keswick Hall. Hmm. Where's anyway, that? One of my one of my Fancy resorts. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, well, the place where I uh, first uh, drank it uh, actually was on a train, uh-huh. and I was on the Crescent, which runs from New Orleans to uh, New York. Oh, they had Virginia wines there, and they had Virginia wines, but they also had them from uh, from New York State wines, where they they have been doing That's wine good. there for a long, you long need time. Need a lot of wine to get through a train trip, and it was <laughs> on a train. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're like me, and I love trains. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. After all these years of being with Tom, I cannot believe that you do not practice defensive dining. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. If you had had an inferior experience at a five-star restaurant, it's because Mm -hmm. you didn't do right. You didn't do the right thing. Okay, what what should I have done? Well, rule number one of defensive dining is that you need to exploit a restaurant's strengths. Okay. Yeah. And you don't go you don't go to a five star restaurant and order a salad and iced tea. No, no, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. It was part of a meal. The salad was part of a meal. 
okay? okay. And I'm sorry that I don't drink. Service talk. Service talk. You know, and once I know you're a nice tea drinker, you're pretty much pegged. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh I really am sorry. I hate the taste of alcohol, and I feel like I sometimes need to wear that as like a little bib or something. (laughs) Do what you will, (laughs) but I'm not going to be drinking just to please you because I don't like the taste of alcohol. What? I couldn't couldn't resist taking a (laughs) shot at Tom with his defensive dining. But... I don't. I don't. I think the the concept of a five star restaurant in New Orleans is pretty much not not meaningful anymore. I really don't mm-hmm. think it means anything. I think restaurant reviews in general. Uh, it's such a different landscape now. I mean, you know, first of all, everyone is a critic, and why not? It's a subjective thing anyway. You know. Um, mm-hmm. But but I don't you know the kids and I were talking about uh, about reviews with the new nomenu.com and it's just like I don't know I don't know that, that it's relevant anymore I don't I don't know that it's no, I'm assuming I'm a, I'm assuming it's commanders that you went to today even if you don't want to say it uh, no because because, because, not- because I've been very forthcoming about commanders that all I eat there is the garlic bread so it was not commanders. <laughs> It okay, was maybe not. the Pelican Club. I'm not saying it. It was not Pelican Club. I want to be clear about that. They're not even <laughs> open for lunch. They're not even open for lunch. Uh, okay. Well, they don't have many five-star restaurants. That's left. right. This They're is real- my point. I will say this. Yeah. Another clue. At this very same restaurant, about 10 years ago, we paid $300 for dinner, and the server said chev she she tried to explain what chev was and spelled <laughs> it shebly or something like that and didn't know what chev was now look i'm not a gourmet and i know what chev is you know so i was just aghast at that it's like this is a five star restaurant you don't train your people any better than that same place yeah mm. i think service post katrina service has never come back to what it should have been. You know, just I think for a lot of years, uh, everybody said, well, you know, everybody's doing the best they can with what they got to work with. But it became the new norm, and I just don't think service will ever be at a level that it was 20 years ago or whatever. Well, well this is not uh, you, the same city either. You, yeah, you, I think you are, uh, are right to a very great extent. Uh, but the, the wanting to have... Uh, really great restaurants and great service. Uh, this isn't something that anybody, it so seems anyway, uh, that anybody uh, just doesn't Well, that's get the, the age demographic, too. Yeah, oh, the I, age that's demographic 90% is, is, of what it is. It's yeah. a different world now. It is. You know? Yeah, but uh, that's not an excuse. Let's put it this way. Since Katrina, there's a lot of transplants, and they're not gourmet. They're not gourmet. They would never uh-huh. be the gourmet transplant on this show. Let's put it that yeah. way. Well, one right. of these well, days. After, after, after all that negativity, I just want to briefly <laughs> tell you that I did get the risottos, and I was totally, <laughs> to, totally impressed with the place. I love it. Really good. Love it, love yeah. it, love it. Really it's a fun place. place. There's mm-hmm. a nice buzz in the place, yeah. and the food was excellent. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. So good. I'll certainly be going back. Okay, yes. thank good. you. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. That's two six zero menu. Uh, what were we t- when you were talking about your mole poblano? Mm-hmm. I was going to also throw another subject 
into yeah. the mix today, and that would be Marianne's Dining with Tom Torture List. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear what uh, sets this off. This Let's should be see. good. It would be, it would be in a Mexican restaurant when you continually ask for mole poblano. That's the first thing. Well, it's a, not wait, a crazy a, idea. At a Some people think. cafe, yeah. when you insist that they serve hot sausage with the red beans, when they never have and never will. Um, well, I keep wishing, and it's no to the big waiter, deal. Regardless of whether anything has prompted it or not. Let's see. The pet bunny. We're past the pet bunny. We're moving into. St- I'll have. I have an extensive list. Probably too long for this show. Let's go to Stephen two six zero six three six eight. Hi, Stephen. Hey, how are you? Um, I, don't, I, I go to Hershey, Pennsylvania every year, and they have a toll house road that crosses the highway, and you know that's the next place to turn to go to Hershey, Pennsylvania. It smells Not like Nestle's. chocolate. Yes. So, and also Popeye's announced and it made the news that they've stopped their chicken sandwich. Thank God. And I think when you go to a five-star restaurant, you should wear a blazer and a bow tie. (laughs) (laughs) And my mother, you know, is retired now, so she used to wear a blazer every day. So, I mean, I can send you 20 or 30 blazers. No, thank you. No, thank you. Okay. Good to know, Stephen. Good to know. All right. Talk to you later. All right, bye. 260-6368 260-6368 is the number. That's 260-MENU. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is on the list. The pet bunny was certainly on the list for a while. Oh, I got so much uh, uh, turnaround on that. You it did. Was, uh, and then there was the waitress at Avo that actually brought you back one of those dish towels made like a pet bunny. I thought that was... The pinnacle of service, five-star or otherwise, that I'd ever seen. I mean, it's one thing when they put up with Tom. That's one thing. And and let me just offer a blanket apology to all servers out there. (laughs) Um, But uh, when she actually made the pet bunny and brought it back, I thought, whoa, this this is seriously good. This is good service. Uh, I've seen it being played in a much more serious way. Uh, in case you you're not impressed by the uh, funny weird, in case you didn't hear about the uh, the bunny, the pet bunny, the pet bunny was uh, at, towards the end of a meal. A server comes over to the table and says, "Is, is there anything else you can uh, uh, you'd like to have for dinner?" And I'd say, "You know, yes, there there is something I've always wanted." And the waiter would always say, oh, "Really? Well, what would what would it, what would it be?" And I said, "Yeah, I'd uh, I wish I had a a a, a pun. Wait, I'm <laughs> missing a word. Bunny, pet I, bunny. I wish I had a pet bunny. And the waiters would always just go bananas on that. And uh, actually, and that's so, not true. The waiter would either laugh." Or, or not know what or to do. Or they would have that same uh, face that I have most of the time that we should have a web- webcam to look at. <laughs> it's it's the WTF face. Mm. We will be back. Two six zero six three six eight. The number, if you would like to join us, you're listening to WWLFM 105.3 HD2.
It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, right towards the end, we were talking about this bunny thing. I, I want to add one item to this, and it's about a chef by the name of uh, Gunter Preuss, who is still with us. He's a he ran a restaurant on St. Charles Avenue for a long time. It was uh, a five-star restaurant. I think you would agree if you ever went there. And uh, this guy uh, could cook anything. And he was, I remember being there for lunch one day, and he was bragging about the way that his restaurant could cook absolutely anything for you as long as he had the ingredients within reasonable hand. And then he would cook it for you right on the spot. And I said, really? I find that hard to believe. And he said, I'll tell you what. And then I gave him the bunny. I said, you know, how about bunny rabbits or, 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 uh, or rabbits? And he said, huh, rabbits? No problem. I can give you a rack of rabbits, a saddle of rabbits. I said, what is a saddle of rabbits? And it turns out that what that is is you take uh, the whole bunny and you, uh, you 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 treat it like you would cook anything uh, savory and uh, brought it out and said there it is a rack of rabbit and it was really great and he was a great chef and as a matter of fact he still is a great chef he's uh, he and his wife uh, they had a restaurant called uh, uh, oh what was the name of it Versailles the Versailles thank you for reminding me of that uh, so it, it could it could be it could happen and it and it was dat dog dat dog that's a great name for a restaurant mm, yeah. that serves yeah. hot dogs in new orleans yeah, yeah. it couldn't be a better name <clears throat> dat dog mm-hmm. uh let's see i'm still thinking of restaurant names that i like and i i've thought of a few that i don't like but um but we're not going to go into those mm-hmm if you had a restaurant or you were gearing up for a restaurant and you had to think of a name, what would that name be? Do you have a mm. dream of a restaurant that's already named that you may or may not ever do? What would that name? Well, you don't want to tell us if you might do it. Yeah, that's right. Did you, did you see, uh, but just, oh, wait, I'll save this. I'm partial later. to one word names. One I like, word names. I like Couvant. I think that's a good Couvant. name for a restaurant. Uh, that place Couvant. got a lot better in the first six months that it was around. August is a good name for a restaurant, but that's ah, also yeah. his name. That's <clears throat> that's the name. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of other restaurants that I... I think Oxlot Nine's a good name for a restaurant. Yeah, if you can remember it. But but there's the number, Tom, the cursed number. Yeah. Well, I just don't think it's a good idea for getting your uh, restaurant off the ground because no, very few people can remember numbers. Now, Costera is a one name, yeah, but I'm not crazy about it. And I don't know if that's that I'm not crazy I, about I think, the restaurant. I think they over... Uh, I think they over overthought it, maybe. Thought it, yeah. Uh-huh. And too much trying to be done at one time in the same kitchen, what is, more or less. What is it? Is this Costera a Spanish name for something? Uh, yeah, it was just about everything you can imagine from Europe, uh, but in a sort of casual sort of way. And they would uh, get out there and. Parma would be a good name for a restaurant. Parma? Yeah, Parma. Well, it, it already is. But it, it's Italian. Parma. Uh, where? Parma. Well, that's Italy. There's uh, Italy, but I'm talking about like a restaurant name. Oh, Parma? Uh, you know, it's something in the back of my mind tells me that there is such a restaurant, but I can't tell you what it is. I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, but it's a good idea. It's uh, an interesting uh, ingredient. 
Let's see. I, I'm, I'm still thinking. Anybody else want to get in on this? And uh, memories of Spunto, if you have any. Did anyone else actually go to Spunto? Maybe that's why it wasn't there very Could long. Could be. To, it's been to a recap while. the story, um, Andrea arrived here in, I don't know when he actually came, because you said he was at the Rib Room for a while, right? Uh, eight years. Okay. So he came from Atlanta. <clears throat> Did he go to Atlanta? He went to from Atlanta Italy? and he from went Italy? from. Uh, was Atlanta his first stop in the United States? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I might be wrong about that, but I can tell you this about him. Uh, he is uh, conversant in just about any language you can imagine. He can speak Spanish, he can speak German, he can speak Italian, obviously, and, and English, and uh, a couple other languages. Very handy if you're going to be a he, global chef. He just opened his mouth and yeah. start, as you know, if you've ever heard him. Yeah. And uh, But uh, that's Chef Andrea. Okay, so he comes here, and he opens yeah. his restaurant, Andrea's, in uh -huh. the early 80s, yeah. probably with... Well, with his two cousins, and I'm sure that they were probably the money partners because the cousin's father was a major hotelier in that area. And uh, so the two cousins come and they open Andrea's together. And then the two cousins go on to open Spunto in the French Quarter. And uh, that didn't last very long. But while it was there, it was a very cool place. And we're talking about 1990, right? I mean, something like that. Huh? Yeah, I, I think it was a, a bit before that, but not by a lot. You know, three or four years. No, it was definitely, it was definitely like a 1990 thing. Um, you know why I know that? Because Emeralds opened in 1990. Yeah. And so he took over Spunto. So for Emeralds who have been in a place to do that, it had to have been in the early 90s. So, um, mm, okay. Well, and, I'll buy and, that for and the moment. Andrea, I mean, I first went into Andrea's with you in 1988. So, um, so for them to have opened Andrea's and gotten that running enough for them to spin off into Spunto, I think we're talking 91, something like that. And if, if I'm wrong and someone knows that I'm wrong, I would like to know when that would be because I'm curious hey, uh, I've of got when an, it was. I've got an idea. Why don't we call Chef Andrea? I think he's in Italy, actually. Really? I, I, I know they said they were leaving at the end of August, and it is, believe it or not, and I find it hard to believe mm -hmm. myself, the end of August already. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We started out talking about restaurant names, good ones and bad ones. And uh, this was brought on by a piece that I wrote this morning for nomenu.com about a new restaurant in Lakeview where the chef had worked at Spunto and also Mezzaluna, which I think is a great name for a restaurant in New York half, City. Half, a, uh, half of a moon. That's okay. what that means. Yeah, okay. I think I do think, though, that, that you know, the, um, Frank Mazzelli was talking about... Um, uh, Banchi, the new Altaglio pizza place from Rome, and it's cut from the slab of pizza with, I think, the name of the instrument is a mezzaluna. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's what it is. Anyway, mm. um, 
So Mezzaluna, I think, is also a great name for a restaurant, particularly a pizza restaurant. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Yeah, and so then we started talking about restaurant names that are good names and restaurant names that might be bad names. And, of course, you have to exempt from the lineup your own name. If you have a restaurant and you name it for yourself, then that's sort of an obvious thing. Um, But that doesn't require a lot of creativity. I'm talking about restaurants that, you know, that require some creativity. And I always I always prefer the one name rather than anything else. You're absolutely right about the Mezzaluna. The Mezzaluna has a handle on two ends and, it's and curved. it is it is curved. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then, Parma, incidentally, there are a, a number of Parma restaurants, one in Smithfield, Rhode Island, one in New York, there's one in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Hmm. And they're all over the place. Yeah, see, a it's a good name. I think it's a very good name. I uh, ate one time in um, in San Francisco a long time ago at a restaurant called the Pink Toolbox. Oh, yeah. Uh, that... There's a Pink Coyote in Santa it's Fe. Santa Fe, yeah. 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 Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think that there are, there's, uh, there's a lot of cool names out there. Yeah, and I'm just well. trying to—I'm I'm sort of like, while I'm talking, racking my brain— about places in New Orleans that may be a particularly spectacular name. If you think of one, give us a call. Oh, all right. And even tomorrow. I've got you, one. Okay, what all right. is it? This is uh, uh, the name for a Pet restaurant. Bunny. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> How we've used that one already. That's what Tom would um, name his restaurant, Pet Bunny. Go ahead. Uh, how about a restaurant called Pascal's Manali? Oh, congratulations, <laughs> Tom. There's that's a, so much better than, wait, what did I say? Huh? That's so much better than... Um, Penali, you had it. You had the first letter messed up before. Pascal's, Pascal's Penali was. Pascal's Penali. Um, Mascal's Penali. Mascal's Penali. <laughs> well, you know, you it's a new, it's a new shape of pasta. Hour. That's that's the whole deal. Oh gosh. Yeah. Anyway, that would be a good name for a restaurant. Some pasta name shape, yeah. like Fuzili or. Yeah. I'm sure there Fuzili. are all kinds. Cavatappi, which is my new favorite. Cavatappi, what is Cavatappi that? Cavatappi would be a good name for. A what restaurant. is? What's that shape like? I've never heard of that one. Those of you that have had the mac and cheese at Brown Butter, and if you haven't, you are absolutely good place. Missing Not, and, something and a great bargain. It is spectacular mac and cheese. Yeah. Or if you have had the pasta salad at Picnic and Provisions, you have had Cavatappi. It is a tubular, corkscrewed, and then there's even a texture on the corkscrews. Hmm. So maybe that's why it's called Cavatappi because there's so much going on and there. And takes so long to put together. Well, it, it, I think it's something that would really, really soak up some sauce. Although what's interesting about it is in both of those cases, it wasn't really a sauce, you know. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. If uh, we don't get any calls, then I am going to further explore Marianne's Dining with Tom Torture Road. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just put it put it up for? Uh, I have to think some more about it. You would think it would come right to, you would think it would come right to memory because I've you know practically got some sort of tick from it. But I'm sure if we called Mary Lee, she has her own list of experiences. But the singing Manhattan is really right up there high. I'll take Manhattan. The, the singing the of the song Island about Manhattan. Too. 
There's nothing, huh? You know, I don't get what? it. I'm used to it. I, this is where I just drop back and go, I hate my life. <laughs> I keep repeating that to oh, myself. Isn't that awful? <laughs> my mantra. It's very handsome. There you go. We don't have anything else to do. Okay. Go ahead and sing it. No. So mm. if Tom is in a bar uh, or a restaurant, because he usually will order a Manhattan just so that he can sing the song. And I've been saying for a while, because he's off the Manhattan, he's talking about this new drink that he's very high on called a half and half. Yeah. Which is kind of it's like an old drink, half really. a Manhattan. And so I think this is only fair. If you're ordering a half and half, yeah. could I just have one line of the song? <laughs> <laughs> just I, I'll just have, half the song. I don't want the... Uh, the I mean, it seems fair, doesn't it, folks? Yeah, 260-6368 yeah. is the number. Also, we were talking earlier about five-star restaurants. Yes, we I were. Which I think people have stopped thinking about, yeah, about I, I, restaurants in that way. As was earlier pronounced by, let's see, Mike, I think it was, uh, that it's not as important to anybody any, as it used to be and uh, not just the, the restaurants and their sh- chefs and, and waiters and all the rest of it, but uh, also the atmosphere, the uh, decor, and all of these things are much less important than they well, no, used to be. they've been replaced by something else, and that something is hipness. Hipness? Hipness well, is the holy grail I would, now. I would trade out 16 boxes of... Well, you're not tr- very hip, though, are you, Tom? No, of course not. I, I mean, look at me. <laughs> Just, so just. it's understandable that you would trade all of those things, uh, that you would never trade hipness for, you know, or whatever. I'm I have my own special hipness. You do. Yeah. You do. And there are people who actually do think you're hip, which, yeah, which that, makes yeah. me well, think that they're nuts. due for, like, <laughs> medical examination. Yeah. Two six zero six three six eight. What else yeah. have we been talking about? I don't about? know, but I'll it's tell shot you. shot off in a whole bunch of different directions. Here's uh, something I'd j- like to say generally. Uh, there are days when we we plead, we toil, and we toil toil to get people to call us and talk about the the food scene. And uh, sometimes we just sit there and and watch it, not watch nothing happen. It washes over us. But we, the last few weeks, and today certainly a good example of it, we've had a lot of people call us with all kinds of interesting ideas. I, I really appreciate it, folks, if you are one of the people who has tuned us in. Uh, recently. You're always welcome on our program, and we're very flattered that you took the time out to uh, come visit. You're always welcome. Just just call us up, 260-63-68. There's someone waiting to talk to you now. Her name is Meg. Meg. Meg, welcome to yes. the food show. Hi, Meg. Hello. You're, you're, oh, you're hello. Not... I always enjoy you so much, and I rarely call, but... Um, but we sound desperate. We are. Would... <laughs> no. Oh, for I goodness sake. <laughs> I will share something, a dining lunch yesterday with my dear girlfriend, and it's something you all had mentioned, but we went to Fillmore. Oh, yeah? City Park. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful. They had the culinary menu going on. Uh-huh. Um, and you were just talking about service. The particular server that we had, and I, truth be told, I think she was handling the whole place. She was um, very attentive, very busy, but funny, made us feel comfortable. 
it, it was just a very, very nice experience. And it's so easy to talk about the things that don't go well. Mm-hmm. Yes. You need to talk about the things that really go yeah, well. I, it was I, a great girlfriend lunch. I would, I would love uh, I, if every caller we got was in a attitude like that, it would be, uh, well, what I've always hoped for. <laughs> and, and final well, question, isn't Fillmore a great name for a restaurant? <laughs> it is, yeah. And so is Putt-Putt. It, it is. So it's the name of the street, but, you know, it's we'll an take interesting it. name. But yeah, we'll take it. A real shout-out for the artichoke soup they had. It was very good. Okay. Mm. You know, I, I, we, we keep talking. My daughter and I keep talking about going over there. Maybe Tom and I will go over there tonight because it's a – tell you what, I've been to – have you ever been to a wedding there? Yeah. I have not. Oh, she, God, it's gorgeous. My girlfriend and I, she has a daughter getting married, and she's looking around. She goes, I'm now in wedding mode. She's yeah. looking around going, this would be a nice venue. Oh, it is so fabulous. They do a great job. Now, I don't know who Fillmore, the people at Fillmore are, but when it was the clubhouse, that was a fabulous wedding venue. Really great. But hard to get, so you know, she needs to start thinking about it now. Anyway, thank you for calling, Meg. Appreciate it. Sure. Bye. Take care. Let us go to John. Welcome. Come on in. Hey. Hey, hey. there. I heard you all talking earlier about the five-star restaurant that served you. Was it brown lettuce? Yes. Yes. I, I think in light of what you're talking about, the hymnus with restaurants today, I think that explains it. Well, this was not a hip restaurant. It's certainly not known for being hip. It is absolutely as stayed as stayed comes. Well, well, here's here's my thinking now when you're talking about the hipness, and I agree with Tom, you know. uh, Maybe that restaurant was trying to be hip by practicing uh, (laughs) lettuce diversity. (laughs) What? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. A tea, Mr. Mike, a tea was five bucks. I could go to happy hour and get a drink for that. Oh, yeah. That's, wow. So, well, yeah. that's where the money can be made in, sure. in the restaurant business. This is a truth in the restaurant business. Uh, appetite, oh, excuse me, um, cocktails or any, any kind of liquid uh, service uh, is always very profitable. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, that's why that turns up so much. But it doesn't have to be that what profitable. Other, what, Go ahead. What? What? One other shout out I wanted to tell you. I don't know if y'all saw this Gambit's poll. You know, the, the who's the best and everything. Chef Ron got best gumbo in town. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I believe that he's good. Yeah. Oh, he is good. We he's still good. haven't made it over. Very, there. very nice guy. Very nice guy. Yeah. There. Yeah. Well, I want to go see their new renovations. It looks like he's done a oh, lot yeah, to looks, the place. Looks not. Looks nice. Looks nice. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. Y'all take care. I know you're getting ready to go off, but anyway. Bye. Thanks, John, for calling. Sure. Bye. 260-6368. If you have just a minute or two of something to say, that's about all the time that we have. We're winding yep, down so. here. It's going to be time for Doug's music pretty soon. Fillmore, that is a place that I keep reading about and hearing about and have to get over there and see because, first of all, it is a gorgeous environment. Um, it would probably be kind of... I won't say scary because I like that kind of weather, but um, it's probably going to be raining this evening. So that would be kind of interesting uh, to be out there then. Uh, You do have to kind of walk far to get to it. Oh, well, there are worse things that you could do. Yeah. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. Tomorrow we were going to – I tried to get um, Al Copeland on today. 
and that didn't happen. But um, I wanted to talk to him about the phenom associated with the Popeye's chicken sandwich. But it turns out that they have now stopped selling the Popeye's hmm. chicken sandwich, which is why you can pass a Popeye's. Oh, they ran out? <gasps> I'm so, I'm terrified by this. I'm thinking they're going to make chickens extinct with the Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> so if they ran out, I'm, I'm disturbed. There's I, a, uh, an article. I hope they're not in, out killing baby chickens to supply this ridiculous chicken sandwich obsession we have right now. It's really something. There's uh, uh, a few weeks ago, the New Yorker magazine had an article about this and how people were all up in an uproar because uh, they uh, were offering the, uh, the Popeye stuff as being local. And uh, just uh, and I'm gonna lose sleep the, over the, the that. The chicken is dog. is not the problem. It's the brioche bun that they put it on. Oh, thank that's God! The okay. Problem. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. I'm so yeah. I'm oh. so happy to hear that because I was gonna lose sleep tonight over that, Doug. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this: I did go and get one just to see what all the hoopla was about. Why? And the lo- because I'm a sucker. I've I've admitted this <laughs> a million times. Okay. I I am I am. Open about my suckerness, okay? So well, I then, uh, let me sell you a meatless hamburger. No, 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 no. Yeah. no I, that, I, draw, I, I have my limits, okay? How about a chickenless chicken? No, no, listen, listen, Doug. <laughs> They've got that out there, too. Doug, yeah. listen. Yeah, so I went inside because the line was too long through the drive-up. So I went inside, and this is where I heard someone behind the counter say they had sold 787 of them the day before. That's not my mm. fault. In one location. In one location. <laughs> so mm. I guess Al Copeland mm. couldn't come on today because mm. he's busy counting all of his money. Okay. WWL right. FM 105.3 HD2. Have a great evening, but don't eat a chicken sandwich. Good night, Count Basie. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.